Principles of Economics, my complete guide to understanding economics, is now available in hardcover, audiobook, and ebook from SafeAdeen.com, Amazon, and many more booksellers worldwide. And now, I am also teaching a course based on this book on my website, SafeAdeen.com. Principles of Economics will run the whole academic year, from September to June, and will have a new lecture every two weeks, as well as weekly live online discussion seminars open to learners from all over the world and from all walks of life. Whether you're a student, a professional, or a retiree, you are making economic decisions every day, and this course will arm you with the wisdom of centuries of economists to improve your economic decision-making. You'll also get a free book of Principles of Economics if you sign up for the course. Go to safeaddeen.com and sign up now. The Bitcoin Standard Podcast is brought to you by Orange Pill App, the Bitcoin-only social network that connects you with high-signal Bitcoiners, events, and now merchants as well. If you're like me and can't stop talking about Bitcoin, you know how challenging it can be to talk to the no-coiners and how nice it is to talk to someone who gets you. With the Orange Pill app, you can find the Bitcoiners near you and they can replace the no-coiners in your life. You can organize events and meetups with local Bitcoiners and wherever you travel, you can meet up with local Bitcoiners all while being as anonymous as you like. So if you want to build your local network of Bitcoiners, find a Bitcoin meetup or merchants accepting Bitcoin, head over to orangepillapp.com to sign up or download the app from the App Store or Google Play Store and send me a DM so we can get connected. The Bitcoin Standard Podcast is brought to you by CoinKite. CoinKite are my favorite makers of Bitcoin hardware. They produce the legendary Open Dime, the first Bitcoin bearer asset, as well as the reliable cold card hardware wallet, the excellent stainless steel seed plates for storing your seed phrases, and the block clock. Now, CoinKite have produced the SATS card, a card the size of a credit card which can store Bitcoin and works great as a gift. CoinKite have just produced a limited edition gorgeous Bitcoin Standard SATS card, which carries the Bitcoin Standard logo, and you can get it from coinkite.shop slash Bitcoin Standard. Use the code Bitcoin Standard to get 5% off your purchase. This podcast is also brought to you by the Bitcoin Way, your professional Bitcoin IT team offering you personalized, secure, and comprehensive solutions for every step along your Bitcoin journey. The Bitcoin Way offer live concierge service to guide you with your Bitcoin cold storage, running your node, privacy best practices, inheritance planning, corporate strategy, and multi-sig solutions. They don't touch your coins, they guide you through the process of acquiring your coins and securing them. If you'd like to make your setup safer and more reliable, book a consult with them and see what they have to suggest. If you want to give someone the gift of Bitcoin, get them this professional service that will ensure they start off knowing exactly how to manage their coins and not lose them. Go to thebitcoinway.com and start Bitcoining more confidently. Bitcoin is the first liquid asset or resource, if you want, whose supply is truly and uh, scarce, strictly scarce, as I like to call it in my book. And I think the significance of this is that when you understand that time is the only thing that's really scarce for us as human beings, and that money really is an attempt to save our wealth across time, or specifically to take, preserve the fruits of our labor from today into the future, Money is a technology, essentially, for making the fruits of our labor today available for us for future consumption. Now, you can think of the, the inflation of the supply of the money as being like an inefficiency in the engine of that technology. 
because if you store your supply, your wealth in a money, in a money whose supply is limited, uh, whose supply is increasing, you know, your wealth is being drained out of that money that you stored it because the money supply is increasing. So now finally we have a liquid resource where you can store your wealth wherein nobody can increase the supply. And I think the implications of this are probably enormous. I mean it's, it's, it, it means that productive labor can continue to be productive and that its product can remain and gain value into the future. And I think that's going to have very significant effects on how we live our lives. Which, is, um, which brings me to the uh, topic of you know, the importance of sound money and the importance of hard money. The, um, in chapter 5 of my book, an entire chapter is dedicated to this question and it's particularly about time preference. Time preference is how much human beings value the future versus the present. And so if you had no choice of saving, if you knew that you know, your only medium of exchange was let's say um, you know, a gas that would evaporate, so you can buy that gas and it will evaporate, you will be very unlikely to save. And if you're unlikely to save, you're unlikely to think of the future. And then all of your decisions as an individual will likely center around the present and around um, you know, immediate gratification. And that's what we call high time preference behavior. As you're able to save, as you're able to think more of the future, you shift your, your thinking towards the future that becomes low time preference behavior. And low time preference behavior is really what initiates the process of civilization. As economist Hans Hermann Hoppe um, likes to say, it's only when human beings begin to think of the future and begin to invest and begin to accumulate capital that we begin to develop the process of civilization where we start thinking about what is better for the long run and not what is better for our immediate you know, uh, animalistic needs right now, what we want right now. So I think this is really quite an important thing and there's a long discussion in my book about uh, the difference in um, uh, the effect of changing time preference as opposed to the monetary medium. So if, for instance if you look at uh, 19th century Europe and you compare it to 20th century Europe, I don't think it's an entirely coincidental thing that um, you know a lot of to say the way that the music was, the way that the art has changed, the way that architecture has changed, um, the way that people's orientation, people's savings rates, people used to save a lot more back then than they do right now. And I think there are a lot of evidence to suggest that we're moving more and more towards a high time preference society because of the fact that the money continuously loses its value, government money is continuously losing its value which incentivizes people to think of the short term rather than the long term. Um, so I think Bitcoin, the really interesting thing about it for me is that it uh, probably will reverse that process. And those of you who, you know, who start buying Bitcoin will, 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 probably, uh, will probably identify with this. You know, our generation is not a generation that has grown up with a culture of saving. It's not a generation that has grown up with the idea that you, know, you, you, you keep part of your income. You, know, you just spend everything that you have and when you have major expenses, you borrow and then you spend the rest of your life in debt. That's high time preference behavior because you're not saving, because you're continuously thinking about the present and you're continuously burdening your future self. Now imagine if a society where money gains value every f year by 5%, in about 15 years or so, 16 years or so, the value of your money will double. If the money loses value by 5% every year, in 15 years or so the value of your money will drop by half. 
Now imagine you've moved from, you, you were living in either of those. Where are you more likely to save? Where are you more likely to think about the future? Obviously in the one where the uh, money appreciates because you, know, you think about every dollar that you have, this could be two dollars in 15 years. Whereas when the money's going down, you think this is one dollar, it could be half a dollar in 15 years. Why should I keep it in my pocket? It's losing its value uh, quickly. So this I believe is one very important implication of having this new monetary medium. Another one I think is that it offers us an excellent um, protection against government abuse uh, from confiscation of wealth, inflation and so on. Specifically Bitcoin as a, you know, as, as a user technology for individuals currently yes, some people will escape Venezuela with Bitcoin and that will save their lives. But I think in the long run, the deeper impact that it will have is that it is going to make it harder and harder for governments to finance their operations through inflation. Because citizens everywhere in the world are developing Bitcoin as an exit strategy. So if any government starts inflating its currency, Bitcoin is far more easily available and harder to crack down on than dollars or gold or other currencies.